Well, hello. Welcome, coaches. Glad to have you here for today's Real Talk conversation. We're excited for where, where we're going to go and what we're going to talk about today. Uh, but we got to get so, through some housekeeping first. So let's get right after it so we can get to all the fun stuff. First off, I want to say welcome, everyone. Make sure that you are going into your chat settings and making sure that you click on the little drop down box and move it to where it says everyone. That way we can all see that you are chatting to us. We can all see your messages. If you don't, it just says to host some panelists. That means only we get to see your messages and that's not nearly as fun. And so use this time to connect with each other, to chat with each other, to encourage each other and to share uh, your comments based on our questions and our discussion for today. This is a little bit different of a type of call, especially for our new folks. Uh, and, and let us know if this is your first time doing Real Talk with us, jump into the chat box and let us know that this is your first time joining us. We'd love to see that and let us know where you're calling in from. Oh, wow. Look at that. We got lots of folks coming in. First timers, Pennsylvania, Tennessee. Yeah. New York. Wonderful. Wonderful. We're so glad to have you all here. Real Talk is different. We have a panel of coaches. So myself, Les, Tim, Lisa, and Chris are here today. And uh, none of you get to have your cameras on. It's just us. And what we're going to do is we're going to work through some questions. We're going to have a good conversation today between the coaches here on the panel. And you guys get to participate with us throughout that time. So do make sure that you click your chat settings and move it to everyone. We're also recording this. So this will be made available to you guys to go back into your training, sign into your account, click on Real Talk, and you'll see all of our library of content, all of our past Real Talks that we've done. You guys can go through and listen to and uh, watch those as much as you like. That's all part of your training uh, and part of our RPC program. So we're glad that you're here today. Uh, Tim, did I miss anything on housekeeping before we move on? Uh, just a quick reminder about the chat, just in case anyone has forgotten. Uh, chat box is a great way to connect, to share uh, what you cannot put in the chat box or any links to anything external. If you put a link in the chat box, it will be deleted. It's not that we don't like you. It's just that sometimes people in the past have abused the privilege and they ruined it for everybody. Uh, so no links allowed in the chat box. There we go. I hate to be the one to say it, but I'm, in the, I'm the guy in the black t-shirt today, so I get to drop the hammer. That's how that works. Tim the Enforcer. I like it. Okay. I've been called so, worse. Y'all, it is January. It is 2024, Wait, if you haven't figured that out yet. And we're going to talk about goals today. No, I'm kidding. We are not doing a goal-setting webinar Thank today. Thank God. Oh, man. It is good to do, right? We're, we're going to do some reflection on the previous year, and then we're going to be looking forward uh, to this year as well. But we're not doing a goal-setting webinar. Don't worry. But we're, we are going to have some fun on this. So I, I've got a question. And coaches, all, all in the chat box, I want you to answer this question for us, and we're going to be reading some of your responses, but I'm also going to ask the coaches on the panel this question as well. Here's, here's the first question I have for us today to discuss, and that is, what is something you are proud of accomplishing last year? Just one thing. You don't have to give us your whole life story. But I'd love to hear from the coaches in the chat box and then from the panel as well. What's one thing you're proud of accomplishing last year? Coaches, what do you think? I'll start. Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. go, Lisa. Okay, all right. Sounds sounds kind of muffled in my head. Um, uh, I committed to and followed through with um, a pretty intense trainings last year on various topics and subjects. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, my goals when I do set goals, Justin, tend to be lean, they, they lean a little heavier on, um, accomplishing things that don't necessarily require discipline. They're, they're, um, I don't know how to describe that any differently, but I'm not a naturally disciplined person. I'm not going to say I'm going to get up at 4.30 every morning and spend, you know, 30 minutes exercising before I come to work. I'm not, I'm probably not doing it. Um, it I, I might say it about the evening, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's consistent. Um, but these trainings required uh, considerable discipline 
and there were multiples. It wasn't just one. It wasn't. Uh, uh, it, 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 some of them were a bit self-paced, and some were not, and done in a cohort situation. Um, and I'm really proud of that because I'm not a traditional, like a learner, like going to college. You and I have talked about that. You know about some things. You know, do I go back because I want some, I want some specific knowledge about something? Um, do I go to a traditional learning? Institute and do that, but it doesn't, it just doesn't fit me well. Um, but I was really proud that I, some of it was blended learning like that, and um, really proud and uh, excited that I accomplished that. Might not seem very significant, but it, it, I, I learned a lot too. That was another part of it. I mean, I did a lot of growth and had a lot of other growth, but I think I'm most proud that I stuck with it and I completed the year. And as a matter of fact, I'm already, the, this year is already planned to continue. Now, I didn't qualify it in my question. I didn't say, what are you most proud of or what's the biggest thing? All I asked for was one thing that you're proud of. And, and I love that because look at the chat box, coaches. Pick out one of your favorites. Uh, maybe if you guys have been reading some of the chat box stuff. We've got mm -hmm. accomplishments all over the place from all different walks of life. Tim, what are you seeing? Yeah, a lot of people becoming coaches, becoming debt-free, uh, a lot of weight loss happening. Uh, a lot of really fantastic uh, stuff that a lot of you have accomplished over the last year. Um, to, to answer the question for me, uh, I had a pretty big, exciting uh, year, 2023. Uh, those of you that have been around for a little while uh, know that in 2021, my wife and I suffered the most devastating uh, loss of our life with the loss of our first child. And in January of 2023, uh, we were given another shot uh, with the kid. And so uh, for the last year, he'll be a year old uh, next Wednesday, which is crazy to think about. Um, but for the last year, my biggest accomplishment has been uh, being dad to a tiny human, uh, which has been an absolute blast. And uh, getting some sleep in has also been an accomplishment at times uh, over the last year. But that for me has been huge. And while I've gotten some other things done that I'm proud of, and I didn't ask for the biggest one, but honestly, that's the very first one. Uh, that came to my mind because that for me was such a powerful uh, transition in my life uh, to get to do that. Love it. Chris, Les, what do you think? Well, I actually had a goal uh, last year. I've, I wouldn't say that I'm into fitness, but I like to stay up and active. And so it, I've done that for basically my whole life, but I've never really put a measurable to it. And so uh, last year, I just made a goal to say, you know what? I'm going to take 3 million steps this year. So that involved uh, running after work. That involved getting here early and doing like power walks around the building every day. Anyone who's ever seen me at my desk knows that I'm not at my desk for long. I'm usually up and, and moving around. Uh, but it actually got to the point where I would uh, run and gag here. I've actually got a pedal machine right next to my desk, like just something that fits right under. A running gag. I get it. A running. I, oh, I see what I did there, and I didn't even see that I did it. Okay. <laughs> um, but, th but there would be times where I would just I would put that underneath my desk, and I would just be absentmindedly pedaling while I worked. But it's what I'm most proud of is that I had the presence of mind to say, "All right, th this is going to take presence of mind from me. I can't just unconsciously say, yeah, I'll get to it or I'll take a walk or whatever. No, I, I was, you needed to count. You needed to be deliberate. You needed to walk or run or pedal or do whatever during times when you may not have felt like it, but just that consistent, the, the consistent presence of mind to say, this is what I'm doing is, is what I'm proud of. Les? Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to seem a little weird coming from me, but uh, we took our we took out our first mortgage payment in 1984, and we actually paid off our first house last year. <laughs> so I couldn't exactly do a debt free scream because because Dave, Dave would say, "Well, how long? Well, 38, 48, 46 years, whatever." <laughs> the 84 thing is, was not 46 years ago. <laughs> We were never, <laughs> whatever. Um, so yeah, we, we, we were just never in a house long enough to pay it off. 
because we'd take out, you know, originally back in the day, 30 year mortgage. And we only lived there, you know, seven years or something. And then we'd take out. And then when I knew better, it was only a 15 year mortgage. And, and we'd move after about 10 years. And, and then finally, our last one was, well, now 11 years ago, uh, but we paid off in just under 10. And so we are officially, <laughs> we've been in seven here and there, depending on rent and things like that through the years. But we officially own a home and no rent. So, yeah, it's fun. Even at this age, it's fun to accomplish something that you always encouraged others and coached others through. And so my wife and I are actually doing it. Um, so it's fun. After all these years. Yep. Excellent. Well, y'all have been looking at the chat, too. Let's call out some of our coaches. You don't have to mention them by name. But what are some of the accomplishments that you saw in the chat box that, that you want to call out? I noticed one. I noticed there was a theme. Some, some were goal setting, right? Some were weight loss. Some were definitely financial. I mean, we're all, we're here as part of the Ramsey training, right? So there was a lot of that. Uh, some of the ones that I thought were, were very fun to see were they were like family milestones. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was yep. really cool. Um, I saw a couple yeah. like uh, a child getting married, um, I, you know, a child going to college, different things like that. Those are some fun ones, too. And, and I just love how varied and different all the coaches responses were. Lisa, yeah. did you see anything special? Well, even going along with the idea of uh, themed with family, there were some hard things in there, too. You know, um, I, this one particular, Amy put in the chat box that she supported um, a son who's going through recovery. Dag on it. That I mean, that's some pretty serious stuff. In the midst of a lot of heartache and pain, she saw accomplishment because she's ask, answering that question like this. Isn't that amazing? What a perspective that brings. And setting boundaries. I saw a couple of others. There was more than one in there that I saw setting boundaries with family members. Members, And I thought to myself, again, in the midst of something very painful and difficult and outcomes that we might not have control over based on those boundaries, still seeing it as an accomplishment. That's pretty serious. That's good stuff. Justin, I saw one that I thought, go ahead, Justin. You got to go for it. Okay. Is the one that, that meant the most to me is the coach who said, I stood up for myself politely and set a firm boundary with my father. And what was, what's so impressive about that is obviously, you know, we want our, our parents to be proud of us, but it's not just that to me, what that says is this coach is valuing themselves. They're bothering to stand up and say, I matter too. I don't matter more. I don't matter less. I matter too. And I'm worth drawing a boundary for. And so that's, to me, that's huge because it's so easy, especially when you're someone who not, it doesn't like confrontation. And when things start to flare up, you just feel like you're sort of doing, okay, all right. And it's just, it's very easy to get down on yourself and, and feel like less, even though you're not less, but standing up and, and drawing that boundary and saying, no, this is the way it's going to be. That shows that you value yourself and that is their enough value cannot be placed on that. Absolutely. 25th anniversary in Ireland. That's cool. (laughs) That sounds fun. That's cool. Someone bought a house uh, in 2017, paying it off today. Awesome. (laughs) Caroline. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the there's a lot of celebration. There's a lot of milestones. There's a lot of goals being hit. Um, I'm also seeing there's a lot of uh, difficulty in last mm-hmm. year too. And that's where this idea came up for today's real talk. One of the things that we would really want to talk through, not, not only looking back, but also looking forward is this idea that throughout our lives, we're going to encounter resistance. Resistance can show up in a lot of different ways, y'all. Life has a lot of ways of messing with us. Uh, And this can be small, this can be large, this can be all in between. And so one of the questions I want to ask all of you on the line, and then, of course, those those of our coaches in the chat box to do this as well, what is one area you faced resistance in last year? 
Mm. And again, we're not, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be big. It could be. It could be something as simple as, you know, I signed up to lead an FPU class last year and I was expecting 20 to 30 people to show up and I got three. And I thought, wow, is this worth it? Because mm. that's actually a true story. That's happened to me before. Not, not last year, but that's happened to me before. And so we're going to run into resistance. Where's an area you sure. ran into resistance last year? Well, I went last, so I'll go first this time. Those who are last should be first. I don't know. What does that scripture say, Tim? But anyway. <laughs> um, and the first so, shall be last. So there you go. So I went, uh, I went 66 years of life with never having a surgery, never even a stitch in my body. But that was pretty good. 66 years, not even a stitch in my body. And last year, I set a goal to lose 50 pounds. I just want to be a lighter, more flexible me, right? And uh, last year, I ended up having three surgeries <laughs> three surgeries um obviously that set me back and that resisted my motivation and because i couldn't hardly get off the couch with my knee up and my foot up and you know all these surgeries and it really frustrated me because i thought man this was the year and now i can't even walk much less jog you know and exercise and so it, it was very frustrating for me mm. Yeah. I would say, Justin, for me, it's in the area of some relationships. Now, health played a big part. Um, things happened and interfered uh, physically challenging and which challenged me mentally. If anybody's gone through serious and chronic pain, um, but it got in the way. Um, you know, I, I love relationship with people. I thrive and want desperately to create good relationship. And um, this last year, there were some family relationships that have been um, uh, I'd, disrupted. I'll just use that word. I think maybe that's a good word to call it. Um, and I saw a lot of that in the chat box too, family relationships, and then how they overcame. The, the Chris, you pointed out, you know, support in uh, the area of boundaries for coaches, and that became a a hot topic in the scroll, right? Um, and then also, just again, I'll go back to the one, the, the coach you mentioned, supporting a son through addiction, um, but mm. disrupted, disruptive relationships, and then not feeling my best on top of it. Um, you know, I'll have to say the expectations I had for myself that I could be fully present and show up the right way for some of these relationships, um, I, I didn't necessarily. I show up, showed up the best way I could, but because I was kind of going through some of my own things, you know, and trying to get healthy and have a fresh mind. I took a fall a few months ago and um, mm -hmm. broke the ground with my face. And I'm realizing still, you know, I had some issues then, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Should have seen it. Uh, it was lovely, but it, I'm still struggling with some of those things. And I didn't, I haven't, I haven't, uh, Justin, paid close attention to that because I'm still trying to work through these relationships. And so there's some disappointment along those lines. There's, y'all might, all of you all, it's not even sometimes just one thing. I mean, you heard in Les what Les was saying, right? It wasn't just the one thing. There were other things that were disrupted because of the one thing, because of the surgeries. Um, there were other things too. And um, I think that's it. That's, that's it for me. It's, um, it, it feels like one thing, two things, like I can separate them, but I don't know that I can. They feel like they're all muddied together. Yeah, Lisa, I know this is something you, you focus in on a lot, and I'm seeing it all through the comments in your chat. So thank you, coaches, for being vulnerable with us on some of these things. Mm -hmm. But it's this, this idea of unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing a lot of that in the chat box. Yeah. 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 Julie King said, Lisa, at least your face is still beautiful. <laughs> oh, oh y'all should have seen it when I took the fall. Broken nose, broke my chin, the scrapes. Was it, was, it was so pretty. That is very kind. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Some, some, someone in the chat box said they lost one pound last year. I ended oh. up losing three. That reminded me, right? Oh, see? So I, so I told my wife, I said, at this pace, I'll hit my goal when I'm 84. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
There you go. Chris, save us from okay, this conversation. <laughs> I think. I'm, I'm sorry, I was busy there for a second trying to come up with a Chuck Norris type joke for Lisa. Like, you know, Lisa Barber, the, the ground doesn't break Lisa Barber. Lisa Barber breaks new ground wherever she goes or something like yeah. that. You're, so. you're, yeah, I don't, you're, okay. Y'all, oh, if y'all, y'all have not met Chris, this is Chris. He is amazing. Chris so some of y'all yeah. haven't met Chris before. He'll be joining us on more of these Real Talks. So he is so much fun. We so appreciate Chris here. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everybody. Uh, for me, last year, uh, there are some extended family issues that, just speaking of boundaries, there are some extended family issues that have been finding their way into uh, my household, mine and my wife's household, that it it really causes an emotional strain because it's, I, I'm, it just wears you down emotionally. You know, it's a combination of a boundary issue and also some uh, just health issues where mm -hmm. the extended family member is just not letting it rest, basically, and unfairly coming into our home with it. And so, you know, most of us are used to having an issue where if you work at it, it gets better. And what we saw last year in, in terms of this extended family wasn't necessarily getting better. So we had to work on renewing our own minds and renewing our own spirit so that it wouldn't necessarily make the situation better. We would just be stronger to it. This is great, you guys. Tim, I want you to weigh in, but I want you to add another layer to this because I know I hear you talk about this on your calls a lot. Um, when we're dealing with resistance, mm -hmm. then we have to have a response, right? A resistance can change and challenge us in different yeah. ways. And so when, when we're faced with something that is giving us resistance in any area of our life, um, you know, what are some of our responses we can have? Yeah, so <laughs> one of the many places we faced resistance uh, this year was with our home. Uh, and I don't mean the people in our home, although there was some resistance with that because we have one fewer person living in our home than we did uh, at this time last year. Uh, my mother-in-law had been living in a mother-in-law suite in our basement, moved out. Uh, her Parkinson's is progressing, and so she's moved into a facility where she can be better cared for, uh, which is a really, really rough thing at 64 years old to take on, um, to, to go into a facility like that and recognize that you're 20 years younger than everyone else there is a difficult thing. And uh, a lot of the challenges there. And then just the physical house we live in had some issues this year. Uh, for example, we had a couple of woodpeckers who decided that they wanted to build nests in the soffits under our roof. And what I've learned is when it comes to things like woodpeckers, there's ways that you can get rid of them legally or there's ways that you can get rid of them effectively. And there's not really a whole lot of crossover between the two. Wait, wait, wait. Which one, coaches, which one do you think Tim chose? This this, this is being recorded. I'm screaming. I, I will not him. say on the recording line which option I chose. Um, but one of the things that had to be done uh, was a whole lot of this aluminum wrap wrapped around these soffits. That's 3500 bucks. And then we had a major plumbing issue seven grand later. Uh, and then... Uh, I mean, just thing after thing. Oh, and as, as though we didn't have enough on those, we had uh, plenty of other situations because we had a kid in the past year, uh, which is kind of great that he was born in January because we hit our max out of pocket well before Valentine's Day. Uh, so most of the medical care we needed for the last of the year was free, uh, except there's also things that don't always get covered uh, in those kind of moments. And so I remember five days after our son is born, sitting in a dentalist specialist office because he had a really bad tongue tie and they had to do this laser surgery in my five-day-old son's mouth. And there are a few things that make a father want to just snap uh, then in a situation like this, uh, to, to watch like pain being inflicted on your child. And you know it's the right thing, but also it was 1,200 bucks. It was 1,200 bucks that wasn't covered by insurance. Welcome again to the emergency fund. Uh, so y'all in the last year, our six month emergency fund turned into a three month emergency fund. And thank God we had that. But to your, to add to your question, y'all, when you have thing after thing, after thing, after thing throughout the course of the year, you can choose one of several responses. You can choose the response that says, 
woe is me. It's all gone bad. It's all gone terrible. Nothing will ever be good again. I quit. I give up. And you can choose to stop fighting. That is an option that is on the table for you. And that is an option that is on the table for your clients. I got to tell you, though, I don't like that option. Right? There's a second option, which is, okay, these things have happened, and I'm going to keep fighting. Right? I, I'm going to keep pushing forward. I'm going to keep striving. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep doing everything within my power to get better, to make these things different than they were, to have a better situation than I could have. And that's another option. And, and what might come as a surprise to some of you here, that's still not my favorite option. <gasps> Gasp. Wait, I thought this whole thing was about overcoming resistance. And now you're telling us like, Fighting back and overcoming isn't the way to do this. It may not be. Because there's a third option. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's more options along the way as well, but these are kind of the first three, the larger scale ones that come to my mind. This third option is I can keep myself in the fight, but recognize that it's not really my fight. Right? To recognize that I don't have the capability within myself to do everything that I need. Right? I don't have the ability to solve all of my problems. My wife certainly doesn't have the ability to solve all of my problems, right? <laughs> as many days as uh, she wishes. And it doesn't mean that I take myself out of the equation, but I think one of the biggest things for me, one of the most important things for me is to take a step back and realize I don't own this world. And there is plenty of things in this world that are going to happen. They're well outside of my control. And so one of the best ways that I've learned to fight is to put my struggles in the hands of the one who can actually handle it. And it isn't me, and it's not my wife, and it's not my family, and it's not Dave Ramsey. It's the man who created, the person who created all of us. The person who's got all those things in motion. Uh, I came across this verse again recently. I think this is powerful, and this was referenced in one of the songs in the pre-call playlist. Uh, but this is from Psalm 127, one of the psalms written by King Solomon, wisest man who ever lived. And he writes, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. And unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. So if I'm trying to overcome everything on my own, I'm already at a deficit. I'm already in the hole. I'm already behind the eight ball. I'm all, Whatever wording, phrase, metaphor you want to use here. I'm not going to make it if I'm trying to do it on my own. And so for me, the number one most powerful option to go to first is to pray, is to talk to God, is, is to read the things that he told us about himself uh, and recognize like that's where truth comes from. And when I can start there, I find the ability to overcome things where I couldn't otherwise. I'm just letting the comments roll in. <laughs> it's fun. And out of God's people said. <laughs> right. Someone said this is better Amen. than church. Well, maybe. <laughs> I've been to some, yeah, which, by the way, that another one of my over, things overcome. Y'all, my church is dead as of the end of this month. Not going to exist anymore. I got to find a new church. Like my wife and I, and her son, we have been through the ringer on some stuff this past year. And again, keep coming back to these things, these truths, these principles, because God is bigger than any of that. And thank goodness that he is. Thank goodness we don't have a small God. Small problems, big God. Most people walk around the world thinking small God, big problems. Uh-uh, reverse it. Small problems, big God. Chris, Lisa, Les, let's talk more about this idea of, well, when we meet resistance, we, we can choose to respond in a myriad of different ways. Uh, whether it's something we, we are dealing with in the past, where there's unmet expectations, uh, something in the future that we're looking forward to, and it's not come yet. This idea of resistance, we're all going to run into it. How do we respond? Well, the, the, thing about, the thing about having three surgeries when you had none <laughs> prior to, mm -hmm. uh, especially in an older body, um, it, it's hard. And Lisa can attest to this too. It's hard. Um, we don't bounce the way we used to when we were younger. And the reality is this, I am stronger for it. Right now I feel great. I'm doing the stairs again um, and I just feel great. And so 
resistance doesn't have to say stop. Resistance doesn't have to stay quit. Resistance doesn't have to define failure, right? Resistance can say, I can be stronger through this. I can be better because of this. And I feel like my body is better than when I started last year at this time, January last year. And so, yes, did I have a little resistance? Did I have a little uncomfortable situations and some rehab and healing up? And yes, but as a result, I can still be better when I come out the back end of it. Um, so I, I told this story earlier uh, to the group when we were talking about this. Uh, I don't know if we have any Miami Dolphin fans in the crowd here, but back in the early 70s, you know, Miami Dolphins with uh, Mike, uh, not Mike, uh, Don Shula uh, was the famous coach. Uh, but their first Super Bowl uh, was in 72, and they got crushed by the Cowboys. I mean, just got crushed in the Super Bowl, got embarrassed. And he came back and uh, testified later. He said that was the best thing that could have happened to us. Not accomplishing our goals, not getting done what we wanted to get done. And really almost feeling like, you know, we don't like to use the word failure, but we didn't accomplish the things we did. And the reality is, he said, that made us stronger the following year. That 1973 year was the year that they were the only undefeated in NFL history. No other team before or since has been completely undefeated the entire year. They went 17-0, including the Super Bowl win. And he accredits to the year they didn't get done what they needed to get done. Um, it just made them stronger. And so whatever we didn't accomplish last year, whatever we didn't do that we thought we could and wanted to, and that resistance held us back, we can get it done this year, right? I will lose the weight this year. Mm -hmm. I have a lot I, of accountability. <laughs> well, and I love the, um, was somebody, one of the coaches, it's rolling so fast. I don't know who, I want to point this out, but she said, this is resistance training. And uh, boy, that's, if anybody's ever done it before, boy, that's a, that's a great metaphor, you know, for what you're going through, not in Les's description and, um, you know, affirming that that's a, that's a, man, that's pretty powerful. I, I, one of my favorite, Les, you and I have talked about this before, my, one of my favorite passages in scripture, it's, it's actually two verses. It's in Isaiah and it says, forget the former things. Mm-hmm. Do not dwell on the past. We tend to live there. Somebody even talked about the windshield in the rearview mirror in the chat box. One of our coaches brought that up. Mm -hmm. What a great reminder of that. But this is the best thing. And it said with an exclamation mark, y'all, my favorite punctuation. See, I'm doing a new thing, the Lord says. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? Don't we get yeah, that? Duh moment, right? Do you not get it? He's asking. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And uh, you know what I keep thinking, Tim, you were talking about go to prayer, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, the word of God, he tells us I'm doing a new thing. And if we stick in the past, if we stay stuck in the past, see that the enemy is an opportunist, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to take advantage of your vulnerability in that moment and see vulnerability is courageous. It's bold, but yet he twists it and distorts it and makes it something else. He makes it shameful. He, he, mm. he brings up anger or, or he could, it's, I think sometimes even more dangerous indifference in our lives. Indifference. Because that can break in some complacency. And while I want to be content in all of my circumstances, I don't want to be satisfied to stay there. I want to crave and hunger whatever it is that God's doing new. But if I'm dwelling on the past, I don't see the new. And I don't participate in the new. And I don't get the benefit of that exclamation mark at the end of that. you know. And so that's coupled with the prayer. The, then going to the word of God, what does he say? What's the promise? Because I, I am faithful to that, but also I need to trust, which means I'm going to step out in it, right? I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to participate. If he's He's going to make streams in the wilderness, I need to get out there. I'm, I got to go to the stream. He's not going to bring the stream to me. I got to go to the stream. 
so that's that's where I go when I'm I'm beginning to think about Justin. What you're you're asking there is uh, what moves us. The words that went through my mind was what propels me forward, and coupled with the idea of prayer is certainly the promises of God. Well, and I do want to address something else. As again, we've seen so much pain and so much heartache, both personally and throughout the comments here in the chat box. Um, and I saw someone earlier mentioning one of the references that got thrown in there being tattooed. Uh, I also one of those guys that has a Bible reference tattooed on me along with 21 other things. Uh, but one of my tattoos is a biblical reference and it's Daniel chapter three, verses 17 and 18. Uh, if you're not familiar with this story, this is a story of three young men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego living in a foreign land, ex exiles as slaves. Uh, th this is the situation they find themselves in and they've been working their way up. Uh, into a position of influence and power and authority. And the king decides that he's going to glorify himself, that he's going to build this huge statue of him. And every time the music plays, everyone's got to bow down and worship this statue. And these three guys are like, nope, not going to do it because that violates who we are. That violates our beliefs. That violates what God has told us we should do. And we're going to stick with God on this one. And the king finds out, he's like, if you don't bow down, I'm going to throw you in this fiery furnace and you're going to die. And I love the response of the king, which is verses 17 and 18 of Daniel chapter three. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up, right? The promises are not for an easy life. The promises of God are not that it's all going to be okay this side of eternity, right? In this world, you will have trouble, Jesus said, but take heart, I have overcome the world, right? We know he's doing something fantastic. We know he's doing something powerful. And we know that sometimes that process is going to be very, very painful. It's going, the transformation process hurts. And we may find ourselves in the moments of pain and watching that transformation happen and not understanding what's happening. But I'm going to encourage you, stand firm, stand in strength in knowing that he has overcome the world, right? We're talking today about overcoming resistance. He overcame the whole world. If you don't have enough energy or strength or passion or drive to overcome what's providing resistance to you today, borrow it. Right? He's got plenty to give. Who here likes surprises? <laughs> I, uh, I think I we're about to have one. Okay. <laughs> it depends on the surprise. I got to be honest. Okay. <laughs> and Tim, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I prefer the good kind, uh, but... You know, surprises are, are part of life. And I remember my wife and I were watching Shark Tank one time and this guy had brought on, he had invented a new type of uh, attachment where you could attach a hose to a fire hydrant. And the, the whole pitch behind it was he was going to market it to uh, fire stations because instead of spending the valuable seconds twisting the hose onto the hydrant, you could just use this attachment and snap it into place. And that you know, 15 or 20 seconds could mean the difference between life or death or a house burning down or something like that. So he made this uh, pitch to the sharks and one of them said, you know, it's a nice invention, but it'd be nice. It'd be even nicer if you could you know, make it more practical, like even something that I could put onto the end of my garden hose. I would look at that. And the guy went into his pocket and he said, you mean like this? He had the surprise. He was ready for it. So we know that there are going to be surprises in life. So when you encounter resistance, it's like the devil saying, surprise. But what you can do is you can just stare at him and say, oh, you want to bring surprises into this? Because I have a few. And what's the most surprising is that I don't even know what they are, but God does. God is going to show me what I can do in the face of this adversity. He's going to show me something. He's going to allow me to discover something about myself, allow me to discover something about my faith that I didn't know. And then however it shakes out after that, it shakes out after that. But what God has promised to deliver to me is, is definitely something that's going to come out of this. So bring the surprise because I got a few. Oh, I like that. That reminds me of something, Les, you talk about all the time. You say, you got to expect the unexpected. <laughs> you, you knew I was coming here. So as we started, we've been looking a lot at 2023, and we're going to shift our focus now towards, towards the future, anticipation, new year, new you, all that fun stuff, right? There's so much we could do, 
on this type of call, but I, I want to keep us on track of helping the coaches process and work through. And eh, let's, let's set goals. Sure. Let's set vision for the year. I love doing that kind of stuff, but let's also acknowledge that there's going to be some resistance that comes our way this year. And we're not going to know to Chris's point exactly what that's going to look like yet. So talk to us a little bit less about expecting the unexpected. Well, yeah, we already heard from some of the other coaches that life is not easy, that, that God doesn't promise us a cakewalk. You know, 2024 is going to bring its own resistance, right? And uh, hopefully I don't have another surgery. Personally, I'm just saying after, after three last year, I hope I don't have another one, but I've got to be ready for it. Now, some things we can do is we can learn from the past. And that's what I was talking about with Coach Shula with the, the Dolphins. They, he, he and the team used the following year or the past year. They used it rather than just looking back and just, you know, having a little pity party and all that kind of thing, right? They looked at it as something they could learn from. And so that would be my question to everyone here. We can expect resistance, expect the unexpected, right? We just don't know when it's going to come and what it's going to look like. And so my challenge to the coaches, to your question, uh, Justin, is how are we going to overcome the resistance in 2024? How are we going to use 23 to help us accomplish even more in 24? Well, for me personally, I expect to have resistance with losing the weight. I'm still going to lose the weight, but what's going to hold me back? guess what's going to hold me back this time I can almost expect it. It's my own discipline. <laughs> so guess what I'm doing in 2024. I'm in conversation with a health and wellness coach and I'm going to use him as accountability to, to walk me through it. I tried to do it on my own last year, the year before the year before it's like anybody here believe in coaching and the power of coaching. <laughs> And so <laughs> we should all be raising our hands, y'all. If you're here, probably, you don't believe in the power of coaching. There's probably a few Bye -bye. of us, right? <laughs> so imagine this coach of 31 years is going to get a coach, right? And I'm going to finally accomplish that weight loss, right? And so that's one way I'm going to push against the resistance is I'm not going to do it alone. I'm going to, dumb, I'm going to be done being a hypocrite, right? <laughs> oh, I like that. I, I, lo I love that idea. Um, Les just gave a challenge to the coaches. I'd love to hear from Lisa, Tim, Chris. What's your challenge to our coaches this year? G give our coaches a challenge. Tim, I know you're not going to have any problem with this one. <laughs> Tim, if y'all don't know, Tim, 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 it's going to be limited down to one, to a challenge. Oh, make, them go, yeah. make them go alphabetical. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love hey, I, accountability. I love, B yeah. book reading. See, like I, I'll do it. I don't even care. Lisa, go ahead. No, no, no. I, I mean, I love lessons, and and I have coaches all over in my life because I'm just a mess, y'all. And the need for coaching um, in my life has been relevant for a long time, um, even to the point of a financial coach. I've said this over and over and over to you all. Um, I, I you know, my husband and I, we're getting ready to make some changes to a will. We just did one last year, but we got some things. So we're meeting with our financial coach. He knows us so well, and I'm extremely emotional about everything. So of course I'm emotional about my money. I need somebody to wrangle me in, right? And um, and my husband is not as emotional as I am. So we you, you, tensions rise when we talk about important things sometimes. And he has been, I can't tell you the benefits he has brought. If you've never experienced a coach in your life, I'm gonna tell you right now, it will change the way you talk to other people about coaching. Mm -hmm you will have an even deeper rooted passion. So I just wanted to go back to that. That's just a soapbox less that you just got me on. But, you know, <laughs> as far as what I see happening uh, for me, a challenge that I want to give is um, uh, it, one of our devotional speakers recently, who is an extremely disciplined individual. And I mentioned at the very beginning of this, what I'm going through right now requires some discipline. But I want you all to, he, he languaged it this way. I'd never been able to articulate this type of a challenge like this before. But make certain that some of your goals 
completely and totally depend on your relationship with Christ, with God, mm. the Father, with the Holy Spirit, mm. you know, that, that they, they may not be measurable. I talked to so many people or had this many clients. It might only be personal growth with your, with, with your heavenly Father. And, and I'll go ahead and just say it out loud. That is mine. That I, I want to learn how to be a good daughter. I didn't grow up with a dad, so I don't know how to do this. Even at my age, I can't perceive to think that I know how to do it. And so that's, but no one else may ever see the fruit or the benefit of that. That just might be mine. So it's not, I'm going to get in the word every day and I'm going to read this for this amount of time or the Bible in a year. Now I might do some of those things, you know, but, but for me, and I want to encourage you, I'll find a goal that the only person that might ever notice it is the one. All right, man. And let's see how that changes your life. Chris, I think challenge yeah, what, what I would like to challenge people to do, one, one of the things personally that I like to do at the end of the year is uh, I'll go have lunch with my parents in the, the house where they still live, and then I'll go around and just sort of clear my head of, of the old year and get ready for the new years to walk the streets of my old neighborhood where I grew up. You know, oh, I remember when, you know, the guys and I used to play in that field or do that, you know, just sort of to clear my mind. But part of what helps me to reset my mindset is to reflect on the past year. And 100% of the time, when I look back and I think of some of the challenges that I've overcome that year, you know, what, what God gave me, what I needed to overcome that challenge is, I'm not still suffering the pain of that challenge. I'm not at the, the sowing season anymore. I'm at the reaping season. And so what my challenge is to the coaches is when you are, you know, encountering a, a tough time or, or finding resistance or something like that, put yourself at the end of that particular journey. You know, maybe it's you do it by way of time, like, okay, what's this going to look like at the end of the year? Maybe it's going to look like what I'm done with with this particular task. But if you can mentally put yourself into the reaping season and look back and say, I remember when that was tough. Now I'm the one who's tough. Now I'm the one who's benefited from it. Now I'm the one who has, you know, grown myself and hopefully grown, you know, those around me to the point where we are better than we were before. Because when we're going through a challenge, we tend to just sit there and, and say, oh, I'm in the middle of this pain and I can't remember what it was like to feel good. I can't remember what it was like to feel energetic, either that or we're constantly plowing through it with our head down. What I would challenge you to do is put yourself on the other side of that. And think of that time when you've accomplished this goal or when you've, you know, talked to a coach or coached someone or improved yourself in some way. Put yourself in the place where you're in reaping season. And then just look back and say, I remember when it was, now it no longer is. This is the new was. Me being better or how I've helped people be better. That is the new was. Trying to reconcile those verb tenses in my head. English was never my strong suit. You're probably good. You're <laughs> I probably it was gooder. good. I was trying to capture it. Okay. Didn't well, you Tim, used to be a writer? Tim, you're probably gooder at English and words and stuff than I am. So just we'll... There ain't no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. So, by the way, if this is your first time, one of the things that you do need to know about us, we love each other here. We make fun of each other here, all in good fun, all in jest. When these calls end, we high five, we hug, we fist bump. Uh, no, no drama, no hatred when the, the cameras stop rolling on Real Talk. So uh, you asked for a challenge, Justin, and, and I'm going to, as much as I could sit here and come up with a challenge for every letter of the alphabet, um, I'm going to go straight to the book, uh, the one that matters most. And as I'm thinking about this idea of overcoming resistance, um, I'm taken back to the story of Joshua. Uh, if you're not familiar with Joshua, this is after uh, Moses has led God's people out of Egypt, out of slavery, out of captivity. Uh, they grumble and complain and wander for 40 years because of their grumbling and complaining. Uh, they have now been given permission to enter the land that God is to give them. And uh, Moses has died. 
and Joshua, his protege, has now been elevated to this position. So Joshua is the new guy in charge, and he's supposed to follow in the footsteps of the man who walked the entire nation out of slavery. The man who stood down, stared down the Pharaoh and, and ushered in Ted Plagues, the man who held up his rod and uh, with the power of God split the Red Sea so they could walk through on dry ground. That's the guy that Joshua has to follow up on. Right. That that's kind of akin to in the financial coaching world. Like imagine tomorrow that Dave Ramsey was no longer around and who's going to step into Dave Ramsey's shoes. Good luck. Right. Like it, <laughs> you're going to have to step into it. So Joshua is getting ready to assume this role and he's having this conversation with God. Uh, and, and so starting in Joshua chapter one, verse five, it's so fascinating. Uh, the, the statement that God says to Joshua to encourage him and to help him overcome the resistance he's about to face. It says, just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do all according to the law which my, Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn it from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything that is uh, written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Right? That's my challenge to you. Focus there. Recognize God is with you. Right? He doesn't say be perfect. He doesn't say have it all figured out. He doesn't say just go do. So it's like study this, learn this, but most importantly, trust in your creator. Trust in your creator. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified or discouraged for the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. Whether that's into the fire, whether that's into the loss and the grief, whether that is, by the way, every unmet expectation requires grieving. The loss of a loved one, the unmet expectation of more time requires grieving. The loss of a marriage to divorce requires grieving. The loss of a job that you thought you were going to be in for a whole lot longer requires grieving. The loss of the success that you thought was going to happen by this point requires grieving. Every expectation that you set, now at different levels, but every expectation that you set, when that expectation is unmet, give yourself the space to grieve. And grief demands a witness. And so take it to God. Take it to community. Be part of a community. If you're not part of a community, become part of a community. Community matters. So if I could give a secondary challenge, and I'm going to, because I, I can. Uh, secondary get challenge, get into community. Get into community. Get into community. And in case you didn't hear me, get into community. We're not meant to do this thing on our own. Love that challenge and reminder, Tim. Appreciate that. You know, one of the best parts about being a moderator for Real Chat, Real Chat, Real Talk, is that I only have to answer the questions that I want to. And so I haven't <laughs> answered any of the questions so far, but I am going to answer this one. Because I asked you guys, what was your challenge? Here's my challenge, coaches, is to take the time, make the space to look back on the previous year, recognize and name what season are you in or were you in last year, and then use some of that same time to look into 2024. Are you still in that season? Is it time for a new season? What's coming next? And start to think through some of that. You may not have the answers necessarily. As, as we were going through today's call, um, I had done some reflection on this. In 2023, um, was it was a season of rest for me in my family. We were learning how to incorporate rest in our family. And as I'm looking into 2024, I'm looking in anticipation, expect the unexpected, right, Les? Because I'm anticipating this year is not going to be a season of rest for us. But 23 was preparation for what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And each season builds upon itself. So I don't know what 2024 is going to bring for myself, my family, our team, or any of you. But I know there's going to be some exciting stuff in our year. And there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some resistance. 
and we get to choose our response. I think that's one of the most fun things about continuing to be alive is we get to choose our response to these things as they come. And so take, take some time, take some stock in that. Well, coaches, we got about five minutes left in today's Real Talk. I want to I wanna let you guys have the last word. What final words or thoughts would you give to our coaches as we launch into this new year? Um, something that caught my attention, and I, I don't know if this is a good dialogue or not to have, but I, I feel compelled by the Holy Spirit to say this. Um, I've seen it over and over and over again in the chat box. I, thank God I know my creator. Thank God I know God. Thank God to, but to have gotten through what I went through without him. Well, I can tell you this. I didn't meet Jesus till I was later in life. And I, I, I'm going to say it was easier getting through hard stuff without him. And this is the reason why. Because I... Getting through the hard stuff means that I'm going to do it in a pleasing way to God. It's easier to respond in the ways of the world. When somebody wrongs me, it's easy to wrong them back. When I get hurt, it's easy to live in my pity party and, and well dwell in that and wallow in it and allow it to, to I, I, it's easy to let anger guide me. It's easy to let sin take hold and take root and then respond to sin than it is to live for Christ. So I would say, taking into 2024, ground your feet. Plant them firmly on the solid rock. Know the promises of God, that his yoke is light and that we have to learn how to trade it and to live for him. That's something that we sometimes don't do well as Christians and in our faith because it, it, we, we work, we're ambitious, we're workhorses, we, we strive, we look, but you know what, that word striving, we gotta be careful when we, when we step into striving. Are we fighting against something? Are, is there a battle here? There is, there really is. But the word of God tells us he's already won and he wants us to partner with him and he will make our yoke light. So I wanna go to those verses and I wanna put on the full armor of God and I wanna know what my weapons of war are before I step out onto the battleground. And by the way, you all, that's when you leave the house in the morning. It's when you wake up in the morning, you step into the battleground. So um, I, I, that's, that's for me. How am I going to prepare? I'm going I'm to worship. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to rest. You mentioned that, Justin. I think rest is a weapon of war. It's, mm. it's a way we battle spiritual warfare. The enemy wants us weary and distracted and, and fussing and feuding. He wants to come into our relationships and cause tension out of nothing. He creates it out of nothing, y'all. And so that's, that's where I think I'm going to go into 2024. Am I prepared? Am I ready? Because you know what? We could get off this phone and I might end up in the fight of my life. We don't know what the next moment holds. So one, one more scripture passage to bring in today. This one that comes to my mind. So it, the book of Revelation opens in chapters two and three with letters to seven different churches. And there's debate as to whether this is the literal church in that area or if these are time periods of church history. And we're not going to get into that on this call because this is not for that. But I want you to hear the words. Uh, the, these are the words of Jesus to his church, uh, starting in Revelation 3.10. Because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will also keep you in the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have done so that no one will take your crown. He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he will not go out from it anymore. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God and my new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, there's a powerful option, powerful promise to those that persevere, to those that overcome. So stick with it. Stick with it and trust in the one who can help you do it. Chris, Les. Final thoughts. 
Well, I think about, you know, the scripture verse that says, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. And it's the, like every day is the Lord's day. It's a new day. Certainly when we cross another year, we think about, you know, a new year, new beginnings. God can also be in that for sure. I, I think of Isaiah 43, 19, for I'm about to do something new. <laughs> says the Lord, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Whatever resistance we hit in 2024, God can see us through it. He can find a way. And so we need to be leaning on him. Like I had to identify, I can't do this alone. And so whether it's a fellow coach, whether it's a family member, whether it's, you know, God himself has got to see us through 2024. Just don't do it alone. Even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. I'm just saying. <laughs> right, see if you can follow that, Chris. <laughs> Maybe with the reference from this millennium. Classics are classics. That, I'm that just was saying. a note to go out on. I should just, I should just be quiet there. No. Everyone, it's just one step, one day at a time, because the Lord takes those same steps with you, and the Lord lives those same days with you. This is not something in the abstract. God is constantly with us, and there's no challenge we will face he does not know about, or he has not prepared us to help overcome. He's right there. You be there. And then once the challenge has fallen by the wayside, it's going to be the two of you standing there together, knowing that you won. God bless everybody. Oh, I love that. God bless you, coaches. Thank you for being here. Be in community. We care so much about you. We really do. Uh, if there's anything we can ever do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Uh, email, chat, phone call. We love this community. We love serving you all well. And we, we look for many, many opportunities to do that this year, as much as God will bless us to do. So with that, thank you for being here. This will be it for Real Talk today. Watch your emails. We'll post this in a few days. Uh, you guys can come back and watch it later. But until we get to see you again, God bless you. Happy Have blessed New Year. Yeah.